0: Live from Hallandale Beach, it's Holistic Strides. Hey now everybody, welcome to Holistic Strides, a Start With Your Feet production. We are coming to you live on tape from my office in sunny Hallandale Beach, Florida. My name is Dr. Richard J. Rimler, otherwise known as Doc Rick and I am one of a few holistic podiatrists in the country. I am your host of Holistic Strides, a talk show devoted to taking small but powerful steps down a path to a more holistic lifestyle with an emphasis on foot health and the start with your feet approach to wellness. This includes unique advice on supportive shoes, orthotics, exercise via high intensity interval training, organic nutrition, vitamins and supplements, and stress management. So why should you watch or listen to my show? The short answer is to achieve better health through self-empowerment with the understanding that it all starts with your feet. The idea is to add one holistic principle regularly to your life and gradually transform yourself to better health, just take it one step at a time. I can guide you since I have undergone the same transformation, therefore I walk the walk. Today, I will be talking about foot wellness for diabetics. Before we get to that, I want to go over what I feel is the most important thing you can do for your health besides not smoking cigarettes, high-intensity interval training, which goes by the acronym HIT. Start by picking your preferred mode of exercise. It could be walking, running, using an exercise bike, treadmill, doing jumping jacks, or swimming. Try to do this close to home for convenience. Try doing it in the morning since it only takes 10 to 12 minutes. That way you can get it in before work or school. Here is my personal prescription for HIT. Start off with a 20 second fast velocity followed by a one minute slow recovery speed and do this for six intervals. In my case, I go out to the street in front of my house and I sprint for 20 seconds. Then after the recovery portion of one minute of slow walking, I reverse my direction and sprint for 20 seconds once again for the next interval. After doing six intervals at 20 seconds fast speed, I then switch to a 15 second fast velocity, followed by the same one minute slow recovery speed, and do this for three intervals. Guess what? You are now done. The take-home point is that the final three intervals must be done at a faster speed to reap the health benefits, which are substantial. These benefits include strengthening your lungs and heart, aiding in weight loss by inducing a 12-hour fat afterburn, better oxygenation to your cells, and most notably, being anti-aging. Think of it as your own personal stem cell treatment given to you by yourself. I have been personally doing this technique since I first heard about it when I was age 50, and I think that this is one of the main reasons for my continued good health into my 60s. By the way, you can access a free ebook download about HIT, including my prescription, by going to my website, startwithyourfeet.com, and then you will then find it in the blog section. I invite everyone to incorporate HIT into your schedule and join the Start With Your Feet and Holistic Strides family. Now, let's get to our main topic today, which is foot wellness for diabetics. If you have diabetes, you need to pay special attention to your feet because they are susceptible to many problems that can land you in the hospital. Here are a few important things that you need to know. So the first thing is to never go barefoot inside the house. You are more likely to run into trouble if you don't have shoes, even a slipper or a sandal. They will give your feet protection against stepping on foreign objects or even just bang them into a piece of furniture. The shoes that you wanna wear inside the house are not slippers because they are inherently too short for your foot. They force you to squeeze into a shoe that's not the right length. So I always recommend wearing an open toe sandal not the thong, but one that comes across the top of the foot. And for an older patient, I want an orthopedic sandal that's going to give support behind the heel and sometimes going up even around the ankle. So you want to have open toes, you want support around the back of the foot, and you want to wear a shoe that you can't twist in the middle like a pretzel. So a supportive orthopedic sandal or a hiking sandal to me is the go-to shoe for diabetics inside the house. You also want to make sure you pay close attention to the shoes you're wearing. So you really want to avoid wearing loafers where you just put your foot in that does not have a lace because you need the shoe to correspond to the length and width of your foot. So you need to be able to play the piano with your toes inside the shoe You want one inch from your longest toe to the end of the shoe, which is about the width of a thumb. And then if you have a bunion or or a thick foot or swelling, then you have to consider getting a shoe that's either a wide or an extra wide, so the shoes do not cause a problem. Most of the time, shoes will cause the problems for diabetics, which will then lead them to come to the doctors with various ulcerations, which can then lead to infections, which can then lead to hospitalizations. You, by taking some preventative measures with your shoes, you will go a long way to not landing in the hospital. Another thing that diabetics need to do is they need to use their eyes to look at their feet daily. So if someone has diabetes and they have neuropathy, which is diminished sensation in the feet, then they are going to lose an important control that alerts them that there's a problem. So if you have the ability to feel pain, even though it's not a nice thing, it at least tells your, yourself that there's a problem down on your foot and then you need to look at it and get to the appropriate doctor to take care of it. If you have neuropathy and you have a numb foot, an altered sensation, you're not gonna get that feeling in your brain to alert you. So therefore you need to use your eyes. Interestingly, diabetes can have an effect on your eyes also. So if you're living by yourself and you have retinopathy, then you might need somebody else to look at your feet daily, whether it's a significant other or a neighbor or a caregiver or a relative, somebody needs to look at your feet daily. Hopefully it can be you And if your eyesight is good to look at the bottom of your feet, it's good to hold it up to a mirror, hold your your bare foot up to a mirror or a handheld mirror, look at the bottom of your feet, look in between the toes. Those are the two main things that are not visible. Obviously look at the top of the foot also. You wanna look for signs of potential areas of trouble. So trouble spots are going to indicate something is brewing. So you're gonna look for something that's red, hot, swollen, and that's gonna cause you to, then if you see a spot that looks like that, you should get to the podiatrist immediately at that point. Another thing to know as a diabetic is to never use a medicated corn pad or callus pad. So over the counter, there are all of these medicated corn pads and callus pads. Uh, They're either liquid or they have a material that has medication on it. Well, I hate to tell you, but the medication that they use is salicylic acid. If you're a diabetic or if you have poor circulation, you should not be using those products at all. The product that you can use that is safe is a non-medicated corn cushion or a non-medicated callus cushion that keeps pressure off the the spot that is causing the problem. You don't want to rely on a pad to work on the skin because that acid can cause an infection and ulceration, potentially something worse. So you want to, you can give a burn to yourself by using the, the medicated corn pad or the liquid. So stay away from that at all costs, but it's okay to use a non-medicated dispersion pad in, in its place. Get to the podiatrist regularly. Get to the podiatrist if you see a sign of trouble. The sooner that you get in, the sooner, the less chance that you will end up in the hospital from the consequences of a simple corn becoming infected after using a medicated corn pad. You want to go make regular visits to the podiatrist when you're diabetic, even if you have absolutely no problems. The podiatrist is trained to look for, for trouble spots. Uh, the podiatrist will alert you if you do have a trouble spot. If you do have a trouble spot, it might require you to come into the office more regularly than every two or three months or even six months or a year. You might need to come once a month, but that is far better to do than letting it go and landing in the hospital and potentially having an amputation to deal with, which is the worst case scenario. So diabetics have problems with their feet. Diabetics typically have poor circulation, which has an effect on the feet. So the simplest thing can go sour based on having not enough blood supply. The diabetes affects the feet in the way that it affects the sensation and the nerves. you can have a numb foot and not know what's going on. It affects your immune system, being able to fight off infections So diabetes is a very hard uh, and devastating disease to have, especially as it relates to feet. So what are some things that you can do if you have diabetes to try to not have the effects of what diabetes can do to the body and the feet? So weight loss goes hand in hand with type 2 diabetes. So you want to lose weight as get into your ideal weight. You want to do that with dietary changes, most notably reducing your white flour intake. White flour is found in bread, cookies, cake, pasta. You wanna use sprouted bread instead of whole wheat bread or white bread. Sprouted bread acts like a vegetable inside your body and will not raise blood sugar. You want to eat foods that have a lot of fiber, like vegetables and nuts. You want to eat a lot of vegetables in general. Uh, if, If it's not something you're eating the skin, a lot of times you do need to eat organic. If you're eating the skin, organic is usually going to be the way to go because then it's not going to have pesticides sprayed on it. The dirty dozen list will give you some fruits and vegetables where you don't have to get organic because those are not heavily sprayed with pesticides, but try to eat as many vegetables as you can. If you do want to eat fruit, the fruit is better than drinking fruit juice. The fruit has fiber, but try to eat a low glycemic fruit like an apple or a pear. Things that have higher glycemic indexes that don't have as much fiber like like oranges, an orange is going to be better because it has the fiber, but drinking orange juice is going to raise your sugar quickly. As a matter of fact, people that have low blood sugar where they took too much medication and it drops their sugar too much, they're going to want to drink some orange juice, liquid, because that's going to quickly raise the blood sugar. But overall, if you're going to drink orange juice, drink with with the pulp in it, and don't drink too much of it because that is still gonna raise your blood sugar. With diabetes, you wanna know what your hemoglobin A1C level is. That's found on a typical blood test. And what's nice about that test is that it gives you a three-month, uh, three-month insight into how you're doing on your sugar, your sugar control. A typical blood glucose is that moment in time which can have varying ups and downs, but the hemoglobin A1c is going to have a three month reading because that is judging the glucose that's found on a red blood cell that has a three month lifespan. So that's why that's the better test. You want to get your hemoglobin A1c actually under 5.7. 5.7 to 6.5 is the pre-diabetic range which for all intents and purposes has the same side effects as diabetes. Diabetes is over 6.5 on the hemoglobin A1c test. So you really want to get below 5.7. If you're doing tests, if you're doing your blood test and you are told that you're in the pre diabetic range or in the diabetic range, obviously you want to try to lose weight one of the things you can do for that is you is doing high intensity interval training not once but twice a day because you're going to get a 12 hour afterburn of fat so if you do it in the morning 12 hours later it's going to wear off so you do it later on in the day also then you have a continuous 24 hour afterburn of fat that's going to help you lose weight and especially besides that you want to make sure you're paying close attention to the foods that you're putting in your body. You want to have low glycemic foods, things that are high in fiber. Protein does not raise your blood sugar. Vegetables do not raise your blood sugar, but white flour raises it and a lot of fruits raise it. So just be very careful in the foods that you're putting into your body as far as how that's going to affect your blood sugar. And then when your blood sugar goes up, that that is going to then have all of these effects on your, on your systems, which then can lead to diabetes, which has a devastating effect all over your body, especially your feet. Some supplements that can be taken if you have diabetes or pre-diabetes, and if you don't, if you're not at the point where you need a medication, apple cider vinegar, organic, with the mother, is a good thing to take. If you're home, they do have capsules of it. If you're out, you could always put put that in your travel case or your pocketbook or your or put it in a baggie and take it with you. If you go out to a restaurant, you could take a couple of apple cider vinegar supplements right before you eat. It'll help to lower the rise of the blood sugar. If you're home, you can have the actual liquid where you can take a caps worth, put it in a glass of water. And drink that right around the time of your meal. That's a, uh, a holistic way of keeping the sugar from rising. Another supplement that's good is cinnamon, which can you can sprinkle that in your in your food. You can take cinnamon supplements. Uh, another one that mimics an actual prescription drug is called berberine. It has a similar effect as metformin, which is a, a prescription drug for type two diabetes, but berberine is another supplement that's used to to lower the rise of blood sugar when after eating a meal. So those are a few things that you can take that are supplement wise, that are holistic. There are many, many more that can be done, but the bottom line is that you really want to pay attention to all the food that you're bringing into your system. You want to look at that. You want to make sure your weight is in the proper range and then start taking some apple cider vinegar with every meal. Take some other supplements if needed. And then after that, if nothing else is working, then you move on to the prescription drugs by going to your primary care physician. They might handle it themselves or they might send you to an endocrinologist who's going to specialize in diabetes treatment and they'll get you on the proper prescription to get that blood sugar in the proper range. So it looks like we are out of here for today. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned something new. I wanna thank all of my Striders for your support. I hope that you can incorporate today's topic into your lifestyle gradually over the next month and then make it a habit. Email me if you have any particular topics that you would like me to talk about on future shows. Until next time, Start thinking outside the box in your approach to overall health by looking to your feet as a starting point. Walk strong and live long, my friends. See you next time on Holistic Stride.